Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It's Tuesday, April 25th. And yeah, your boy is still sick. And I'm going to move the microphone a little bit so you're going to hear some stuff. Um, morning, Lena. Uh, I am eh, 95% better. I'm flying back to Atlanta tomorrow. I will not have the this microphone. It'll sound like crap. I'll do it on my AirPods, probably, or, or some other microphone. Um, but it will not sound this good. So enjoy the deep, full richness of my voice um, for now. Uh, let's go over some stuff. First off, sorry about yesterday. There was on the f- private Facebook group that we have, if you're looking to join the private Facebook group down below, there is a link tree. The Facebook logo is within the link tree underneath the picture. You can just click on there and go join. And the host of this podcast is Bozo, <laughs> just so you know. But there were some issues with Spotify and sorry about that yesterday seems to have worked out. Spotify has not been very good to us um, podcast hosts of recent. Uh, Last week, there was an issue with a video upload or something of that sort that took like almost a day. I'm sorry, about two weeks ago, maybe. Um, And then yesterday, it was just a shit show uh, where I guess the episode didn't show up or something like that. I don't know. When I, by the time I got to it, It seems to have been okay, but Spotify reported an increase in users this morning. Uh, That's why I'm going off about Spotify. They're still not making money, but they increased their user base. Uh, The MACD crossed down, and it has you out with a 6% gain, 5.97, but they are up 2% to 135 in pre-market. So if you invested in Spotify back here in December where it was trading at 78 and the algorithm gave you a a nice $78 price target and said, hey, buy it at 78, then boom, you made a nice 50, 60% up here. You get back in at 124, you made a nice 6% there and the MACD crossed up again. And you should be probably in on this one, but I will tell you, uh, I work on Spotify. (laughs) I uh, have a financial interest in Spotify. I don't own the stock, but shit i do my podcast here um the average price target is 136 you are trading at 136 it's 52 week high is 136 you're three percent below that you're up 66 percent year to date why in the world would you invest in this there are better places to start growing your money yes they are only uh, selling at one 1.97 price to sales um so it's not super expensive but this is a cash-heavy uh, <clears throat> cash business. And so when you look at insiders, they're not buying, <clears throat> they're not selling. There's nothing going on. So I, I, I would probably not do, look at putting money into that. PepsiCo of our uh, core portfolio in TrendSpider, which is what you're looking at here. Uh, the algorithm got you in at 175. I said anything around 170 handle was probably a good buy. 
They reported strong earnings. They're up 2% in pre-market to 189. 189. I said Pepsi, Coke, just buy you know, on the weakness down here at 170 back in March. I said it just doesn't make sense. Brands have power. And when brands have power, they can raise pricing. And so Pepsi showed that they can raise pricing. The average price target on Pepsi is 193. It's 52 week high is 186. Right now you're trading at 189. I don't know why you'd put money into it up here. Wait, be patient. It'll be back down in the 170s. You'll be fine. Um, you will absolutely 100% be fine. See everybody selling in the 175 and 180? Yeah, but it's not a ton of money. I mean, the $12 million sale on March 9th at 172. The guy probably, I mean, he's a director. He probably had a big pool that he had to put in the backyard. That's it. Nothing more than that. Uh, FRC, First Republic. I've been t- going off about this one. Um, First Republic. Remember, this is the bank that had, you know, Jim Cramer was touting himself that, oh my God, I told you to buy this one. And then it popped up from 45 to 90 <clears throat> in one day. And if you wound up getting in at 90, you better have sold at 90 when you got that pop. Because the next day it was down into tens. <laughs> um, honest to God, this one has just been a falling knife. Uh, the reason to get into this is in the 13 handle. Uh, if you get into it in the 13 handle right now, it is down 20%. It's got a 12 handle on it. This one went from 12 to 16 to 18 yesterday in the after hours. It was crazy. Uh, they beat earnings by a very, very large amount. $1.23. It was expected like 20 cents or something like $1.23. Uh, so they killed it. The initial response sent it down. And the reason it sent it down, the reason it's down right now, is because deposits are down 40% quarter over quarter. Uh, in a healthy depository, hey, uh, you know, when the Fed says, hey, we're going to back this 100%, it's a $20 stock. It's a $100 stock if their deposits are actually healthy. So uh, it's a risk. It is not a short-term kind of, hey, it's going to move back up here to 100 within the next week or so. I don't think that's the case, but it's at least going to be 20 in probably the next six months. So at $12, you're almost doubling your money. Um, But it is a risk. Do not throw your entire IRA and retirement plan into this one. Throw some lunch money at it. There are several stocks that you could throw uh, money into. So FRC is one. Um, if you just want to spread your, uh, you know, trade this one, DPSD is one. I've talked about this one a lot. I mean, it's capitulating right here at about six ninety, about six six fifty is probably your floor. Um, it is on its way down, so it's not like it's 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 moving up and having a base of six fifty, but it's capitulating here. You've got this gap at 11 that I've been talking about that it hasn't come up and hit. But I think between, you know, if you get this in the six handle, I think you could look at a seven, eight, nine handle in a healthy environment. And again, lunch money, 20 bucks, throw 20 bucks into it. DPST. Another one that you may want to um, look at for a long term. Uh, and when I say long term, I'm talking more than a year. Is Schwab. It's a $2 billion bank. If we go and look at Schwab, uh, SCHW, <clears throat> look at their, their market cap is $94 billion. 
uh, the bank portion of Charles Schwab that everybody's concerned about is $2 billion. The, the rest of their money is in brokerage and other businesses. It's not banks. So the deposits are $2 billion. Uh, that's 2%. It's a rounding error for these guys. Uh, the CEO, we talked about it a lot. Schwab bought a, a bunch of it. Uh, what, $10 million, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, at, at 60. So most of the, when you look at the insider trades and you look at them, they're buys. Look at that. And, and it's around between 57 and 53. Here's the CEO buy at, at 59, 5, billion, 5 million bucks. I mean, you know, again, if you have management buying in there, that's a good sign. The average price target is 67. 52-week range is between 45 and 86. So that's a good long-term buy. Another good long-term buy that I personally own, Bank of America. Anything under 30, it's at 29.40. 29.40, I, I bought, I think, around 30. So I'll probably be adding to it. Just waiting for a little bit of uh, capitulation here. You've got these gaps down here around 27. Uh, you see the button hook. I've talked about it. If you want to sell it on a short-term basis, you can. Uh, I bought it for a long-term. Another long-term one that I bought is Wells Fargo, WFC. You can see the button hook here. Uh, I bought this one, I think, at $40.50. And yeah, it's been in the 30s. So I'll probably be adding to it if it gets back to the 30s. Uh, Citigroup. Uh, or as South Park would count it, uh, would say it, shitty group. Um, Citigroup C is the symbol. You know, down here is the buy-in at about 44. You're trading at 49. So they're, they're, it's still a good bank. You, you want one that's in the core portfolio that I recommend. <clears throat> I recommend it more around 300 at, than at 344. But take a look at that. I mean, 318 back here on March 21st. You're at 344 right now. They've already reported earnings, and you've got confirmation here. You're just hitting that 200-day. You go up, up to 370 over that 200-day. So 344, I don't think it's horrible. Uh, if you like the Jeffrey Epstein uh, correlation, then J.P. Morgan is your guy. I will not invest in J.P. Morgan just because of their co um, uh, cooperation with Jeffrey Epstein. I find it despicable. I find it horrible. Uh, I think they're just... Not a good thing. Not a good bank. So um, there are better people than me saying that this banking crisis is not over. That you should be careful. So I wouldn't throw all your money in here. I wouldn't be going uh, XLF, uh, you know, YOLO on that. But I do think that there's a, um, a, an incredible opportunity here. And with FRC in particular, um, they're cutting, they also said that baby, they, they're cutting 25% of the workforce. They are reducing executive compensation and they are reducing office space. So this is a bank that not only made good earnings last quarter, um, they are cutting their costs, taking this to, to trim the fat per se. Um, so FRC, in my mind, you know, if you got a $13 stock that was just you know, a month ago selling for $120, yeah, what's the book value? Let's look at the book value of FRC. Um, FRC's book value is 75. And they're trading at 13. Again, if they get taken over, that book value is completely worthless. But, you know, in my mind, I think it's worth some lunch money there. As Sherry always puts it, she put her lunch money in there. 
So I do think that there's an opportunity there. Um, let's see. We looked at FRC GM, which is the, uh, hey, let's ask the government, uh, you know, GM stands for government must bail us out because there's been more bailouts of this company than any other company. GM is just a horribly run company. Um, they beat, uh, they are up 2%, 35. I'm not a big fan. I'd rather see you in Tesla. I mean, here's the thing. The valuation of Tesla is significantly higher than GM. If we go over to Finviz and just look at it, it's higher. Um, Finviz, or I'm sorry. Um, okay, I think they're working on our floors. Um, but GM and Tesla, the difference is the Tesla has a 18% margin on their cars. GM has like a 3 or 4 or 5% margin on their cars. So everybody's worried about the Tesla uh, margin. They still got room to play. Um, in my mind, I think with Tesla, you're coming down to the 150 handle. I think a 150 handle, I'll probably get back in. Because at some point, I'm going to be able to sell that for a 200 handle. I just don't see Tesla going back down to the 80s. I think you cover this gap down at 150. Uh, you know, again, if he's, if he's got a demand problem, then he's got plenty of production to kind of cut. Um, but I, you just don't have the number one selling car in, in, in America and then the number one selling car in Europe. I mean, that, that's out there. It's the Model Y. And my parents are looking at a Model Y today. They're looking at getting rid of their Model X and getting a Model Y. Um, April 4th, this is the, uh, there's been some fairly big sales here from Elon Musk back in December, but not since then. You're seeing $100,000 and there's been some departures, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing is, you know, when he announces a new CEO for Twitter and he gets more focused on the business, you're going to see Tesla take off. I think on that day, you'll see a bump. Uh, Verizon, this is an interesting one. I have a video up, Verizon or AT&T. <laughs> Both of them are just shit shows. I mean, honest to God, they're just, it's just very bad companies. When you are a CEO, the CEO of Verizon was on and the two anchors, Joe and, uh, Joe and, uh, whatever the other guy's name is, um, on CNBC, they basically had Hans in the studio, who is the CEO. And they looked over at him. And they said, why, why is your stock, an AT&T stock, doing historically so bad, whereas T-Mobile is so good? I mean, look at this. This is Verizon stock. I mean, look at 2021. You're up at 58. You're at 37. And they said your yield is, what, 9% now? And the guy kind of shruggingly just put his shoulders up and he said, yeah, it's a high yield. And the reason it's a high yield is because your, your stock is doing so shitty, it's been just tanking. And what was his answer? Well, we just got our C-band uh, you know, uh, approved. Yeah, so, so people are t you know, taking your, your wireless service at their house for their home internet. Great. You know, are, are you making huge inroads on that? No, you had to spend billions of dollars to build the network out so that you could do that. And you're just not doing it quick enough. So do I think this is a great, great opportunity? No, but if you like yield and you want to trade in the 30 to $50 range and just take 7, 8%, um, then this isn't a bad stock for you. 
personally, I'd just buy a bond. I mean, just buy a bond because it's, it's guaranteed there. Um, but take a look at that stock and then take a look at T-Mobile. Uh, let's see. TMUS. I'm going to change that. Uh, TMUS. Take a look at this one and let's look at the weekly of this. Look at how different that stock looks. Just take a look at it. I mean, that, that is versus Verizon. I mean, let's go over here to our, you know, spy and, and you can see nothing changed since yesterday, but let's take a look at Verizon. We're going to go in here and we're going to, I'm in, uh, seekingalpha.com and we're going to look at Verizon. We're going to look at AT&T and we're going to look at T-Mobile and we're going to compare these. Okay. The pink line is T-Mobile. <laughs> And I probably should move my, my head here. But just go to Seeking Alpha and do this chart for yourselves. And, and look at the one-year performance. T-Mobile is up 13%. Uh, AT&T is down 6%. Verizon is down 25%. Look at the five-year. I mean, the five-year is even greater. T-Mobile is up 140, 140%. And, and Verizon is down 20%. And AT&T is down 25%. Uh, one month, eh, T-Mobile's up 2%, Verizon's down 1%, AT&T's down 5%. So it, it's just a crazy, crazy, when, you're, when you're, your CEO, like Verizon, is, is on there and he has no answer. I mean, that's just, it, 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 you don't want to be in that stock. So, and I could be wrong, I could totally be pulling a Jim Cramer where he goes on, uh, you know, again, <laughs> I put out a video saying Verizon was a good investment and I thought it was good. Uh, and just like Jim Cramer went on and cried about how uh, he was wrong about Facebook and Meta. And from that day, uh, Meta is up 100%. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Meta, um, Meta tomorrow reports. Um, I think you're going to see some hype on this one, um, personally. Now, it did get you out of that investment. You're up, out with a 14% gain right before earnings. I don't think I'd get out on this one because I think Mark Zuckerberg is going to say, we've continued to cut costs. We're seeing a huge, huge influx of cash to our business because we're not spending it on the metaverse and we're cutting costs. We're efficient. I think he's also going to bring up AI. I think he's going to bring up some, um, some of the WhatsApp stuff that they've done with end-to-end -end encryption. I think there's a lot that he's going to bring up. Uh, am I getting into this stock at $211? I might nibble on it. And the only reason I might nibble on it is because it hasn't come down below $200. I've said $200 is the, the key. But I think with this earnings, they're going to hype this one up. I mean, look at that. $1.64 per share, $1.76 per share. Um, let's, let's see if we can go back. And we'll go back. Maybe I have to do a weekly. Yeah, 246. I mean, just look at that. 246, 272, 376. They were made, they were, it was 376 uh, earnings per share. And, and the stock was at two, 272. If they go back up into the 272 range, I mean, you're going to see the stock explode. It's just going to explode. So uh, it, they're coming up after the bell tomorrow. Today, after the bell, you got Microsoft. Now, I don't have any insider information. My brother does work for Microsoft. Um, there's no insider information, but 
essentially what he believes is that um, they're going to have an incredible amount of AI announcements on their earnings call today after the bell. Um, basically, the Microsoft Suite, Bing, and other consumer and business software um, are far further along with their AI than Google, Meta, or anybody else. So he believes that that's going to be a focus of Sashay's um, uh, CEO kind of speech on earnings. And I think you're right. I mean, Microsoft here, again, it got you out right before earnings with 10% gain. They're coming up. I, I mean, again, do I think that you could buy, should buy it at 280? I just don't. I mean, you know, let's take a look at the 52-week and, you know, the, the average target price is 300. So if you buy it at 280, great. You know, you, you can still make close to 10%, but you're only 4% off your 52-week high of 294. Um, do I think you should buy it here? No, I, I, I just think that there's some type of pullback coming. And I think if you're, if you're patient, you can get it. Um, but if you're in it, I'd definitely just hold on to it. This is one that I would not sell into earnings. Um, I would not, you know, even though it's high, I just don't think it makes sense to, to pull your money out. Because um, when are you going to get back in? That's the basis. Uh, Google reports after the bell today. Uh, you can bet they have been on an AI kind of uh, push with their 60 Minutes piece. With everything of that sort, they're just pushing AI. So you're at 106. I said buy it under 100. I think you're going to see this one pop as well. Uh, if they are able, you know, again, Christian brought it up yesterday, is uh, that Netlist uh, lawsuit. If for some reason Google decides, hey, we're going we're gonna to have to shut down our search. I don't think it's coming to this. But imagine how, how well Microsoft will do on Bing. I mean, where are you going for search? You're going to go to Bing. You're going to go to the number two. So, you know, Google reports after the bell. Am I getting rid of it? No. If they tank down to the 90s, I'm loading up again. I'm just adding to it. Uh, another one that has been tanked um, before their earnings today is Enphase. Uh, we had this buy at 199. Uh, it's at 224 right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a nice, what, 10% profit right there, right before earnings. You're seeing it. It's still not up at the, the 200 day. But Enphase reports after the bell. Um, if you want to play the regional banks and you think, you know, I got some lunch money here, PacWest reports. FRC reported yesterday, PacWest. Uh, PACW reports after the bell. They're trading at 11. This is one that was a $28 stock at, at you know, before the whole crisis thing. Uh, the key is going to be their deposits. What do they say about the deposits? Again, um, FRC, their deposits were down 40% quarter over quarter. So what are they doing? Uh, a good example of when to sell, you know, we talked about Microsoft. I just don't think they've gotten a lot of hype. I don't think you should sell that one. But a good example of when to sell into earnings, Visa. They report after the bell tonight. Do I think anything uh, Visa is going to have some type of hype or some type of, hey, we implemented blockchain and we've got you know cryptocurrency up to wazoo? Well, even if they did, look at this run all the way back from October where it was 170 and you're at 232. Take a look at some of the fundamentals. The average price target for Visa is 262. You're trading at 232. Uh, look at the 52-week, 
235, you're 1% below your 52-week high. Your PE is 32 on a credit card company. Just, you know, again, if you want to know where I would sell into earnings and take some profits, it's with a company like Visa. I mean, it's a credit card company. They basically print cash. But it's a good example of when to sell into earnings. It's just probably not worth it because they're going to have to blow it out of the water with a 32 PE. Your forward PE is 24. It's not like it's got a huge dividend. It's up 12% year to date. Take your profits if you got Visa. Um, Wednesday earnings, we talked about Meta. Roku is another one. Roku is one that has been hyped. Uh, you can see it's capitulating right here in the 60 to 70 range. Um, I wouldn't expect it to get blown up, but I would expect if they announce some type of reduction in earnings for it to come back down here to the 50 range. You're trading at 59.08. So they report after the bell tomorrow. A uh, portfolio one that I own is PXD Energy. PXD reports tomorrow after the bell. Uh, you can see the button hook here. I said get in what 195 here. I got in at 208 here. Still holding this one. Added a little bit at the one when it dipped under 200, and I'm sitting at 227 right now. If it's slipped your mind, uh, Exxon is rumored to be buying these guys. Where do I think they're going to buy them? I think they're going to have to pay a, uh, let's just say a shit ton of money. They're going to have to back up the Brinks truck on this one. Target price 258. That's minimum of what probably Pioneer would say. Hey, we're at least 258. We're at least $300. They're going to have to add a premium on this. The PE is only 7. 11% dividend. Um, 52-week range, they're 15% below. Their 52-week high of 268. Target price is 258. Uh, look at the buys. I mean, it's only $50,000 in November. Um, but they were buying at 254, 247. So, I, I, you know, they report after the bell tomorrow. Uh, from yesterday, another one that's reporting that has, it is Annalie Capital. This is the one with the huge dividend. For the dividend lovers. Yeah, let me put on my Barry White voice. For the dividend lovers out there. This one, I think it has a 13% dividend. Um, yeah, 13.36. So, average price target 22. It's at $19. So, um, you're 30% below your 52-week high of 27. Uh, one that reported that is has been a recent one of mine that I purchased, and it was a purchase for a long term, and I purchased it at about $20 per share, so I'm down quite a bit, is Cleveland Cliffs. Disappointing. Um, I still have my small position. It's long term, so I will hold it for at least a year. I will add to it. Right now, I'm not adding to it. It's down 2%, 15 handle, 15.86. Uh, it does not have confirmation. You're seeing a little bit of capitulation here, but I will not buy it until it has confirmation. If you look at the weekly on this one, this is COVID right here. And so pre-COVID, you were trading at $8. That's half of what they were they're trading at now. So I, it was a COVID winner because they were able to cut costs, increase pricing, um, and we saw a spur of steel and everything of that stuff. You can read about Cleveland Cliffs in this report. This is on uh, directly from Finviz. It's Zach's report. Uh, it gives you some decent insight into the company. The problem is, as they were doing so well last year and reporting such great quarters, 
the year over year and the quarter over quarter just gets hurt. And so when Wall Street looks at continued growth, they can't keep it up. And if you're an $8 company and you're trading at $16, you better keep up your growth. And they just couldn't do it. So let's get into some scans. Um, and I'm going to move over my notes a little bit so I can look at it and do a little bit of quick fire. Walmart is the only Dow 30 uh, stock that has a cross-up. And it's a secondary cross-up. The cross-up was down here in March at 136. Absolutely, you should have bought Walmart at 136. The reason it was down here at 136, if we go over to Finviz, the reason it was that low, go down to the insider buys and take a look at how many of the Waltons are selling. And they're selling big lots. Look at that, $218 million a day for what? Almost you know two weeks? Just take a look at all those insider sales. This goes back to December. And they're selling at 143, 144. They're selling it at that price. But these people have so much money. They are buying new homes in every country in the world. They're taking some money. They're taking some profits. That's why it dipped down. That is from this point where it was selling at 152 to 136. They were just selling. Now that now that they're not selling, hold on, I need to drink water. <coughs> mm. Sorry. Now that they're not selling, you can continue to see it go. Um, let's look at the 52-week range. You are only four percent off. There's no reason to buy this one, but it crossed up. Secondary cross up. If you want to get one that I do believe has a higher uh, potential to target, uh, 163.94 was the cross up. And like I've said before, I think that the, the, this gap back here just starts at 178. Started to fill it. It goes up to two, 220 or so. But I think Target's a great company to buy. They've gotten their inventory straightened out. And I think that's an opportunity. We talked about yesterday having a cross up on MPLX. It's just kind of floundering there before their earnings. Their earnings are May 1st. Uh, you can see this ascending wedge. And you're in at 34. And it's up at about 35 right now. In pre-market, it's at 34.75 and PLX. LAC, this is a lithium company, and there's talk about lithium kind of being on the outs, blah, blah, blah. $20.43 right now. It's been a falling knife. Their earnings are coming up May 5th. Not sure I would get into this one, but it had a cross up, and it is one of the energy ones that we trade because lithium has been so good in the past. If we look at a weekly of this one, you can see why it's been so good in the past. This was a $3 stock back in 2020, and it's a $20 stock right now. So it's been run up, uh, but again, LAC, there's talk about lithium just being kind of eh. So uh, another energy company that came up, Halliburton, HAL. This is a great company, infrastructure of the energy sector. Uh, I think you've got an opportunity to get in here at 34. I think it's a $40 stock. So right, uh, they, they reported 72 cents per share, 72% per share in the last quarter. It is down 1% in pre-market. Eh, go and do your research on it, but it did cross up. Another energy company that might be good, and I'm not sure if it's too rich right now, but I, 150 is my cross point on this one. So anything above 150, I think you're safe selling. Anything below 150, I think you're good buying. Uh, it's LNG. This is Chenier Energy. 
And if you remember LNG, this is a natural gas company, uh, which, by the way, natural gas is down 3%. Uh, Boyle is down and KOLD is up. Uh, Boyle is down at $3.15. It's going to probably go back down to that $2 handle. At the $2 handle, I think you may be okay buying. But you have to worry about the reverse split. That always happens with those triple levered ETFs. But LNG, if you remember, what they do, what Chenier Energy does, is they take cheap American natural gas. They load it onto ships in Louisiana and Texas, I believe, from the pipelines. They load it onto liquid natural gas ships, and they ship it over to Europe. So they take something that is sold for a dollar here, and they sell it for $15 over in Europe. So uh, you have a great opportunity there. Uh, Ukraine and Russia, is the war is expected to go on. Nord Stream is continued. Nord Stream 2 is never going to get approved again. Uh, Nord Stream 1 is con- going to continue to be um, meddled with. And it's still a question, did the U.S. blow it up? Did the Allies blow it up? Did Russia blow it up? Um, but you're going to have some problems. They're g- Europe, before next winter, is going to have to refill all of their uh, strategic reserves of le- natural gas. And if Chenier can do it, they're probably worth way more than $150 a share. Just saying. That's an opportunity right there. Uh, as far as uh, some of the levered uh, ETFs, FAZ, Financial Bear, three times shares. FAZ had a cross-up. This is the bear. Uh, this might mean, again, during the banking crisis, so if the banks go down, this goes up. It is triple levered. Um, 2020. Ironically, $20.20. Your RSI is down at 39. If you believe that the banks will continue to have problems, this is one you want to invest in. Uh, We talked about Norwegian yesterday having a cross-up. It's kind of just floundering there and crossing up, crossing down. But the cross-up happened at $12.95. It's trading at $12.94 in pre-market. NCLH. Uh, one of the pandemic darlings with a good dividend is AbbVie. And it's on its way back up after covering a couple of gaps. This is secondary cross-up. The initial cross-up here was at 152. Uh, it's trading at 164. And the reason why it's a good uh, pandemic play is because the dividend yield used to be like 8%, but because the stock has run up so much, it's 3.61. You can see it. If we look at long-term of this one, I'll pull back. Uh, this was during the pandemic. If we go back here to March of 2020, um, you can see it was a $97 stock. I'm sorry. It was a $90 stock. It got taken down all the way to 62. And boom, you had this love of AbbVie. And it's up at you know 164 right now. If you got in at, at around 66 $65, I mean, you've tripled your money in a matter of just three years, it's a great opportunity. Uh, And finally, another cross-up, Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree here, it's going for the gap. Uh, We talked about, I've talked about this gap before between 158 and 163. Um, Down here at 139, you had this gap above and it's going to fill it. Uh, Right now, it's got all the confirmation in the world. Their earnings are coming out uh, May 24th. They just had their earnings back on March 1st. So there's no real catalyst here, but 
I think you're going to fill that gap at 164. It is a little bit expensive, but if we are going into a recession, dollar three's PE is 21. Um, yeah. So the the average price target is 160, and that 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 uh, 52 week range it goes all the way up to 175. So it's gone up above there. Um, if we look at some of the insiders, the insiders buying at 142 and 139. I mean that's a million bucks. That's just in March from the CEO. So. Uh, but yeah, okay. That's it for today. Uh, I will do another podcast tomorrow morning here. Um, I will be flying back to Atlanta tomorrow night. So Thursday morning, I'll be back in Atlanta. So if you have any questions, hit me up, uh, sponsored by visible. If you're paying anything more than $30, $25 for your monthly phone bill, uh, that's an unlimited service. Um, get visible, try it. The link below gets you $20 off. It is, uh, $5 for your first month, it makes no sense to try it out. If you're even contemplating switching your phone service and you have a, the most recent cell phone and you can do an eSIM, just get a new number, try it out. It's $5. And if you like it, then port your number over and continue the service. It's nice and easy, very simple to do. Go to the link below. It is super, super simple to sign up. I have had so many people do it and everybody who's done it writes to me and goes, why didn't I do this sooner? So do it today. The link is below. If you like the charts that I show uh, and you want my algorithm, Trend Spider down below, 25% off DSP25 or Daily Stock Pay 25. Gets you 25% off. You'll get access to both my algorithms, the four hour and the 65 minute. You'll get all my watch lists. You'll get all my scans. Um, you'll get everything. And so you don't have to wait for me to do a podcast. You could do it on your own and look at this stuff. Um, and if any of this stuff makes no sense to you, then don't worry about it. I'll help you. I mean, you know, they have one-on-one trainings, um, with, uh, Trendspider. You can, if you haven't ever had any questions, you can just text them and set up an appointment for one hour and say, okay, I want it to do this. How do I do this? And they'll help you guide you through it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go take care of my sickness. The guys are here doing the floors. You may have heard it. So uh, I got to get ready. Take care. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves.